Blog Talk Radio. Matthews, and he's a third, 
She has over 26 years of experience in IT. That's that's a lot of of, um, of time for going throughout the whole uh, technology genre genre itself. And he currently is a senior director with the McDonald's Corporation. Um, he leads multiple teams and is accountable for all the delivery of technology, different program management, and sourcing the services for their e-commerce uh, platform there at the McDonald's Corporation. Um, and then, of course, responsible for the global technology solutions that enables all of their mobile ordering offers and payments. Um, he is also a very, very strong uh, leader in the community where he helps to collaborate and, you know, lead change and deliver results, not just with his company, but in the community itself. He is a proud member of BDPA. He is affiliated uh, with the Chicago chapter and his local area there. And not only is he just a member with the organization, he also is director on the national board uh, where he's contributing a lot by being uh, the program manager for the Epsilon program, um, and then, of course, helping us to help mold and grow the organization nationally for all the other chapters. Um, and, so, and some of the other things that we have to suggest before is his educational um, background. He is a graduate of the Florida A&M University down in uh, Florida, and then he actually graduated cum laude. I'm very impressed, Jesse. Kulada. Uh, so I do want to welcome uh, Missy, Mr. Jesse Matthews uh, to the program, and I want to thank you for uh, giving up some of your time today to come and talk to us um, about yourself and then, of course, your experience on the IT uh, forum. So welcome, Jesse. Thank you, Felicia, for checking the mail. <laughs> Hey, that's what I say, okay? Uh, did, did I miss anything there, Jesse? You, you, you're quite accomplished in the number of years that you have, 26 years of IT experience. Um, it, so has, has this been a great journey um, uh, in IT, where you, you started and where you are today? Um, have you seen a lot of things change within the IT area itself? It has been an incredible blessing. I mean, as you stated, I've been in IT for 26 years. I started my career with Amico Corporation in um, 1988 after I graduated from Florida and the University of Bill Rattlers. And um, my experience, I started out as a programmer, and I'm now a senior director, so I've seen and done quite a bit. And um, I've experienced a lot just in terms of joy and pain, opportunities, growth, challenges, you know, just in terms of getting to the point where I'm at right now. And I just thank my Savior, God, for um, how he's blessed me with the people that I've been surrounded with, the opportunities that I've had, and for the position that I'm in right now. And, yes, IT has changed significantly. I mean, we went from, you know, not having cell phones and, you know, to now having cell phones and being connected at all times of the day. So it's been quite a journey, and I'm very excited about what the future holds. Right, so you're looking forward to another 26 years in IT, correct? No, I, you know, I'll honestly take another 10 to 15, and I'm hoping to retire after that. So retirement. So, but what would retirement look like for you, Jesse? If you have all that many years in in IT, um, if you retire in the next 10 or 15 years, what what would you do after that? Well, my career aspiration right now is to become a CIO and. I'm, it doesn't really matter whether it's a small, medium, or large company, but that is my career goal is to become a CIO. So I'm hoping that I will have obtained that role and that I will have had the opportunity to, to impact lives, specifically helping all nationalities grow and achieve with regard to their careers. But in terms of what it looks like after I retire, I would hope to continue to operate in a mentor or leadership consultant capacity I have a strong passion for people and helping them grow and achieve results. So I'm hoping that after I finish my formal career, I can do do some consulting on the side and be a, a mentor, a coach, and a leadership consultant thereafter. And, and Jesse, you, you talk about that, you know, like you were saying, once you retire, you know, being a mentor, 
but you're currently a mentor. You're you're a mentor every day. You 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 know you provided a lot of great insight when you were a panelist during the Minority IT Forum last September. You know, and that was you mentoring our uh, audience out there. So I think you've already got a jump start and a head start on your future retirement plan because, you know, you, you, you did a great job that evening um, for Thank providing insight and information. So it was great. So, so, tell, so tell me about that, that experience for you, uh, being able to be a panelist on um, that, that, at that forum itself. It was outstanding. It was a great event, very well executed, and I was really impressed at the attendance and the interest, you know, just in terms of the artists and then the questions that we were asked. I mean, honestly, at first I was a little unnerved for me because I'm usually pretty unflappable when I get in front of folks, but, um, you know, many of the folks in the audience I, I didn't know. But, and then, you know, just being in that panel, it was such a powerhouse panel. I almost felt inferior to a lot of the folks in Russia. So it took me a moment get my bearings about me, but once I did, you know, I really enjoyed being able to dialogue um, with the audience uh, just in terms of sharing my, my journey, and um, that's the one thing that we all have to remember is that we have a journey, and we're still on the journey in many respects, but the bottom line is we've got a story that we need to share with others because we just never know how we can touch and inspire others with our journey because the reality is a lot of us aren't blessed with that immediate uh, get up and go attitude or that courage to step out on faith relative to pursuing our career. So it's important that we share those stories so that we inspire and encourage others to pursue their dreams. And so, Jesse, um, tell me, what was one of the questions that on the IT forum that really stood out to you, that, you know, really hit home for you? And, and uh, what was that question? And, you know, what response did you give? You know, I can't remember the exact question, um, but I believe it centered around what was the aha moment for you in your career or what was said that might have triggered a different response from you in terms of your behavior or um, how you operate on a daily basis. And one of the lessons that I shared with the group was the fact that last April I went to a special um, African-American Black Career Development Day sponsored by McDonald's, um, and we talked about what it takes to get to that next level, what does it look like? And one of the things that we focused on was our dress, how we dress, how we present ourselves. And on this particular day, I was dressed in a suit. I had on a tan herringbone suit, um, a blue and white windowpane shirt with a purple tie. And, you know, I thought I was looking pretty fly. And then the brothers in there told me, it's like, Jesse, what you have on is great, but that's, that's, that's good for Sunday, not Monday through Friday. Now, that was quite a blow for me because I think I look pretty fly every day. But, you know, these brothers said to me, you know what, while you look nice and everything else, you know, you need to, you know, focus on the blues, the blacks, the grays, you know, in terms of that corporate look, that look that is expected at that sea level. And, you know, what? frankly, they're not going to tell you that that's what you need to do in order to aspire or get to that level. But, you know, it was very humbling for me just to understand that, and I thank God for that group of men who were in the room to share with me point blank that when I looked was great, but it wasn't necessary to look for the C-suite. So it was just one of those eye-opening, aha-type moments that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Wow. And, and so it's great that you are able to surround yourself with, you know, people like that who will, you know, be able to step up and say, hey, you know, it looks great. That's your Sunday best. As you were stating, that's for Sunday for church. But, you know, here in the corporate world, it's different. It's the gray, it's the blue, uh, and the blacks that you should come in, you know, dress that part that you're trying to, you know, achieve to, correct? That's correct. So, you know, you, you got to share that particular uh, story with um, uh, the audience and the people attending uh, the event that evening which um, I, I will tell you, one of the people in attendance I work with at um, my current company, and they remember that story. They actually told me the same story you just told me, and they say they have changed the way they've been dressing. And I noticed that. This person changed how they were coming to work each day. 
their wardrobe has changed. They're they're a little more subdued. They still have uh, their own unique personality that comes out in their dress, but they've actually changed that up based upon what you had stated. And they shared that with me actually about um, two weeks ago, as a matter of wow. fact. So you, you've already, cool. yeah, you've already uh, affected someone uh, for sharing that story, and they realize they're, you know, they need to make an adjustment in themselves. So that's one of the great things about having this, you know, minority IT forum that we put on is the opportunity for people to be able to, you know, hear from the different industry executive leaders in these corporations as to, you know, what uh, worked for them, what didn't, what uh, information was shared with them that they can share and pass on to someone else so that they can make sure they're getting themselves prepared for, you know, the next level, the next role, or, you know, the next uh, uh, chapter in their professional career. So, you know, I, I, I thank you for sharing that information and being able to uh, resonate with someone and them being able to adjust. So that that was just, you know, part of the mentoring you were doing. Um, and then I, I know you, you're doing a lot of stuff um, in, in the community for the BDPA community itself. Do you want to tell us some of the stuff you're currently doing uh, with the national board? Sure, I'd be happy to. And um, this is actually my second um, stint on the national board from 2012-2013. I was an outside director, um, and now I'm back on the board um, pretty much in the same capacity where I provide uh, oversight for our programs. And this year our national president is um, asking me to take our chapter of the year um, as well as our Epsilon program, which is where we reward uh, individuals and corporations who um, are role models in terms of how they uh, sustain and promote uh, minorities, specifically blacks, in the corporate environment. So I'm very proud of the role that I'm able to play just in terms of leading those um, activities. And then also um, now working as well with um, the Midwest region, which is led by Michael Wolf and Eric Dorch, and our CIO, Julius uh, Clark, just in terms of partnering with them around how they create strategic attainable goals that enable our organization to move forward, both from their position in addition to looking at us overall. So I'm very proud of the fact that I get to use and practice my strategic um, planning skills, which is very important to me on a daily basis at my, in my job at McDonald's, and also helping the organization grow. So it's a win-win for me, McDonald's, and BDPA. Absolutely. I'd like to jump in, too, and, um, you know, as we're talking about BDPA, you you kind of probably seen the, the trends, and, and we see a lot about STEM and STEAM right now. Um, and so it's a, it's a hot topic, but I look at BDPA, and it's been around for 40 years, so there's a lot to be said about that, that longevity. And, and so I, my question, one, on the one hand, is, can you take this? What was what was your first experience with BDPA? How did you get exposed to it and um, originally get involved with it? And then, what do you say to those people who um, are looking to who should be uh, looking at BDPA and and what can BDPA offer them? Not a problem. And I guess I'll start by saying that unfortunately, BDPA is one of the best or best kept secrets out there. Um, our organization gives you the opportunity to grow in ways that you possibly couldn't imagine, whether you're in high school, college, graduating from college, or a, a, a tenured professional. There is so much that our organization offers for each one of those entities, not to mention our various corporate partners. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the opportunity to do things, daily that you might not be able to do in the classroom or as part of your day job grows you in ways that you couldn't possibly imagine. And the way I'll continue this story is I got reengaged with BDPA in 2008. Several of my leaders came to me and said, you know, we want McDonald's to reengage and become a sponsor again with BDPA, and we'd like for you to lead it. And at first I was like, okay, they're asking me to do this so I can have another uh, check mark and Hopefully this gets me to senior director. At the time I was director, 
And I said, I said, well, okay, I'm just going to do this because this is what they want me to do and it's what I need to do to get a promotion. So for about a year or so, I kind of went through the motions. I did just enough, if you would, in terms of engagement, in terms of promoting McDonald's, in terms of um, working with the Chicago chapter in terms of McDonald's sponsor. But something clicked in probably year two in that I started getting actively involved in uh, the activities that our corporate advisory council was uh, sponsoring in concert with the chapter. And, man, it just turned my whole life around in terms of my um, really realizing how I could make the BDP experience integral to the work that I was doing at McDonald's. The key thing that BDP helped me do that I do better in my day job now is with regard to strategic planning. Because they were, you know, while the organization was still growing, and, you know, I think at that time we were just starting to talk about regionalization, we were also figuring out how we, we do a better job just in promoting BDP in Chicago. Um, I had the opportunity to work with a group of folks who really challenged me. They were in higher level roles than I was, but they really challenged me just in terms of being, how do I think strategically? How do I go from strategic to tactical? I go from tactical to strategic. So those skills really helped me grow in such a way that I became better at that in terms of doing my job for McDonald's. And the organization benefited because um, we had a strategic plan and then we were able to create tax that enabled us to, to achieve that plan. So, I mean, I think it's really about the if – you, if you're looking for the opportunity to do things that will help you grow outside of your day job, BDP is a great avenue to do that because the opportunities are plentiful, the workers are few, but the reality is – there is something in the organization for everyone. It's really about taking a, taking the time to listen, to understand, and then to go in, go in with both feet as it relates to what it is you can do to help the organization move forward. That that is awesome and and so so powerful. Um, you know, because it's always interesting to me when people share how they. Uh, come across BDPA, and something that you said that really resonates with me, a, a lot of times people kind of initially um, kind of stand on the the outside and um, just are kind of observers, but it's not until you really get engaged and volunteer and participate and, you know, you know, really help with the improving the organization and um, those your contributions is that you actually get more out you know, out of the whole experience. And I often refer to it as the BDPA family. You know, it's not just an organization. Of course, we're all professionals, like-minded. There's networking. But um, it's another level when you you really make it and become a part of the the family and really get engaged into the the success of the organization and the this, the longevity of the organization. So we, we appreciate all that you do, and, and definitely what you've contributed is, is very evident, and uh, we look forward to what else you have to bring to the table for, for BDPA um, nationally. So very, very excited about that. So, Felicia, thank you for letting me kind of just jump in. I, I had that, that question, and I'll, I'll throw it back to you, and, and we'll continue with your questions. And I just want to let our audience know we have a, a double treat. We have Felicia Jones who is the uh, president of Next Level Technology Foundation here in Atlanta. They are the host of the annual Minority IT Executive Forums. And I'll tell you, I get a lot of emails about um, CIO forms and different forms, but this is the only one that really focuses on minority IT. Um, so thank you, Felicia, for, for creating that. It's an annual event, and people look forward to uh, this year, get your tickets early. Uh, Felicia will be announcing on our show when those tickets become available. And there's also volunteer opportunities at the, the actual event. Listen here for those announcements as well. But the other part of our treat today is that we have Jesse Matthews III. He is a senior director at McDonald's Corporation, and together Felicia and I are interviewing him. So, Felicia, I'll give it back to you. Thank you, Jacqueline, and, you know, it's, it's great uh, hearing about uh, Jesse's experience with BDPA and talking about it, especially since this is our 40th year anniversary. You know, we were founded in 1975 uh, by um, um, our great uh, leader and founder, Earl Pace, Jr., so we're celebrating 40 years of uh, this organization being uh 
out there for the different uh, like-minded IT professionals. And this year at our 37th annual uh, conference that's going to be held in Washington, D.C., we're going to be recognizing and celebrating that 40 years. Uh, so if you have never been to our conference before as a you know, first-time attendee or you've been before in the past, please come out and uh, register for it. The conference is going to be August the 18th through the 22nd. And as I said, it's going to be in Washington, D.C. Um, this year's um, uh, theme is Evolution of IT, or is Embracing the Digital Future. And as IT has evolved, BDPA itself has been through that whole evolution itself as an organization. Uh, we continue to evolve just like IT does, and you'll see some great things coming from the organization this year. So please be on the lookout for different announcements, different information from the organization itself. And Jesse Matthews himself will be part of all of that great um, um, ideas and, and uh, information and different things that are going to come from our national organization. Um, and, and Jesse, to get back with you, you know, I had to do that shameless plug for our organization. I don't think it's shameless, but I think it's, it's, it's a great plug that we need to put out there and share more about the organization itself so people can know about us, you know, to no longer have it as a secret to put it out there in the forefront and the public because it does a, great, a lot of great things to benefit people, as you stated. It helped you in your career at uh, McDonald's uh, Corporation. Um, and then, of course, you know, help you to get to that next next level in promotion. So, so Jesse, I I I, I want to touch on, um, you know, some of the things that are very you know heavy today in today's industry in corporate America. You know, as you know, Jacqueline indicated, Next Level Technology, you know, Foundation. We do focus in on IT minority leaders. So we have a diverse panel of uh, minority executives. You know, we talk about breaking a glass ceiling. The minority executives, you know, is from a not just race and ethnicity, but also from a gender standpoint. And March is, you know, Women's History Month. And as we know, you know, there there is still some gender gender inequality that's going on in corporate America. We don't see too many you know, females that are heading up or in charge of a lot of companies. We're starting to see some turn in that, but it's still not enough because, uh, we you know, we have a lot of qualified women that make up half, um, you know, the industry out there, the working industry, but we don't have those numbers represented across the different companies to ensure that uh, we do have that, that full equal representation. Uh, there's different areas in gender equality that we can focus in on, but I'd rather not do that. That's that's not the call we really want to do. But I do want to want to kind of you know hit on you know how, how women have uh, helped to shape and form you know our areas and society. But I want to bring it in closer to how uh, women or a woman has helped to shape you. Uh, as a person for your your career and, and who you are. So, you know, Jesse, um, if, if you could share with us any, um, you know, information or any particular thing that uh, a woman has has um, told you or shared with you to help shape mold you or to help shape and mold your career. Is there anything you can share with us on that? Sure, and, and I like to talk about that from two perspectives. You know, my early upbringing and then now that, you know, I'm in the corporate space, I mean, because there have been people who have helped influence how I am and who I am today. But, you know, I think about my early years, and I would say it was my mother, my aunt, and um, my grandmother, both my grandparents, grandmothers, excuse me. And uh, the first thing that they always told me was that I needed to have faith in and trust God. And, you know, growing up, you know, often, we oftentimes don't understand what that means. You know, we, we get it because we go, you know, we're forced and dragged to church and Sunday school and everything else. And we hear and understand what, well, I'm sorry, we hear what they're saying, but we don't always completely understand it. Because as they say, you know, if you live long enough, you'll experience some things and you then understand what 
you know, mama or grandma might have meant when they said certain things to you. So those early those early lessons just in terms of, you know, listening to them and not always understanding but at least listening because you didn't have a choice growing up in, in my family. You, you didn't listen. It, it was a, there was a consequence associated with that. But the bottom line is they helped shape and mold me by the, having a foundation in Christ. And then the second thing was they all challenged me just in terms of activities that they, they had me in. I mean, I was always doing something in church. Uh, my mom and my aunt were both pushing me in terms of 4-H, uh, head, heart, health, and hands, so I had a chance to do things, and they're both from um, an individual contributor in addition to a leadership perspective. I was in Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, uh, Little League Baseball, Football, um, so I had an opportunity to do a lot of things growing up, and all of those experiences really helped shape me just in terms of developing a strong work 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 ethic and not expecting anything to be given to me but that I had to earn it. Um, once I got became a professional, um, and I'll just talk about my experience at McDonald's specifically, um, Pat Harris, who is our chief, global chief diversity officer, has just been one of the most influential people in my professional career. And her story goes a little something like this. She's been with McDonald's almost 40 years, and when she first came to the company, she was an administrative assistant. She went back to school and got um, her degree, and she is now a vice president and one of the foremost authorities in terms of diversity and inclusion in the world. And I have the opportunity to work with her um, quite frequently at McDonald's, and specifically as part of um, the leadership team for the McDonald's African American Council, which is our black employee network um, at the corporation. And we have chapters across our regions and divisions all over the country. And I was blessed to lead the home office um, chapter for four years, and I'm now the motivational and spiritual leader for the national organization, so the organization overall. But the lessons that I've learned from that woman and the conversations that we've had just in terms of mentoring and coaching and understanding the political landscape have just been invaluable to me just in terms of growing my career. And she's helped me establish contacts with other leaders that have become mentors and coaches for me within the organization. So, um, you know, one of the plugs that I'll put out there for folks to think about is in their corporations, if they have the opportunity to participate in those business networks, Take advantage of it because, like BDP, it's an opportunity for you to grow your skills outside of what you do day in and day out. So I would say in terms of women influence in my life, it's been my mother, my grandparents, my aunts um, early on shaping me, and then um, Pat Harris with the coaching and mentorship she has done for me at McDonald's. Oh, that's great. A, a, a lot for us well-rounded, and from what you're saying is, not only do you need those, not only did you have those great women in your personal life or your upbringing, but then you was able to get connected with uh, Pat there with McDonald's Corporation, and she helped to you know mold and mentor you from your professional career. So um, that's a huge and great uh, thing for women being there supporting and helping to mold and, and mentor and guide uh, a great male leader as yourself. So, you know, women, we contribute all kinds of ways. So, you know, we have we help to make uh, yeah, we help to make those next leaders and everything. And then of course, you know, you know, we ourselves uh, you know, always moving up the ladder to be become uh and recognize being uh leaders in that aspect. And I look for more of uh, females to be in those higher positions as we start to move forward with you know, filling that gap, that gender equality gap in corporate America. Um, now, now, Jesse, is is there anything that you have a a huge passion for? You know, we, I, I know you're involved in the community, as you say, with BPA. You're leading, you know, the uh, McDonald's African American Council. Um, is there anything else in, in particular that you have a huge passion for that you would like to share with everyone? Well, well, I really, the only thing that we haven't talked about is probably my church. And, you know, um, I have been blessed um, with incredible opportunities to continue to grow my skills and uh, and use the talents that God has blessed me with both professionally and personally. And a few years back, um, I was able to be the treasurer for 
uh, my church at the time, Broadview Missionary Baptist Church, and there I led the administration and management of a $2 million budget. Um, and I'm now able to leverage those skills and build new skills at City Point Community Church where my pastors are Demetrius Davis and um, Wendell Martin, and I'm a member of the board of directors. I'm part of the welcome team, the stewardship team, and um, I get to lead devotion pretty much every week when I'm not, when I'm in town. So it is just a blessing to be able to share my gifts with others and to praise and praise God and to bless others with how, with the skills that he's blessed me. So I, I really enjoy the fact that the skills that God has blessed me with professionally I'm able to use in terms of giving back to him and his people on a weekly basis. That's great, Jesse. I, and I can hear all of that in in the conversation we're having now, and even for you know meeting you in person, the different things you do, you 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 tend to you you tend to carry that forward and and put that in everything that you do every day. Um, and I know you have started to lead the devotional um, when we meet at the national board uh, of BDPA, and that's something I really like and I enjoy. It helps us to start off our meetings and our activities in a positive light because you have that, you know, positive uh, guidance that's been set for the rest of the day. So I appreciate that, and I I thank you for, uh, you know, bringing that back into our organization and leading us to uh, the different uh, devotions that you do. So thank you for that. No problem. I just praise and thank God for the opportunity. (laughs) Now, um, one one of the other things I wanted to bring up, and um, and I know you are a proud member of a fraternity, you know, for as um, you know, attending, uh, you know, uh, Florida A M E University. Uh, of course, as we all attend college, we tend to not only go there for the education, um, the academic education. We also go for the education when it comes to you know, different other organizations and uh, the experience and, uh, you know, um, I should say brotherhood or sisterhood that we get from uh, different organizations. Can you tell us um, uh, the fraternity you are a member of and what you all do uh, in help of uh, the different uh, community uh, areas out there? Sure. I am a proud very proud member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Corporate. And um, I bleed purple and gold and catch up, you know, given my affiliation with McDonald's. But um, <laughs> everything everything looks better in purple, as I always say. But uh, I'm actually celebrating. This is my 25th year as a member of the organization, so I'm very proud of it. March 31st, as a matter of fact, at about 6 o'clock in the morning, will be 25 years. So, um that journey in and of itself has been very good for me as well, too, because it's always interesting to be able to connect and align yourself with a group of people who have like-minded ideas. Our cardinal principles are manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift. And those are things that, you know, even before I began my journey towards becoming a member of the fraternity, they were, those were part of me just based on my upbringing. And I aligned with this group of men, um, over 25 years ago, just from the standpoint of being able to continue to grow those attributes and to share those with, you know, young folks and even my brothers today who may be down in their luck or need need some encouragement because the bottom line is we've got to give back. We can't just keep our gifts, our experiences, our talents to ourselves. You know, God intends for us to share those things with people, and I'm blessed that I have the opportunity to do that as part of my fraternity as well. In terms of Florida A&M, honestly, um, it was my second choice in terms of colleges, actually my third choice. Um, I had been blessed, you know, through my 4-H activities in high school to visit Florida State University every summer um, for about two years, and I really got accustomed to that campus. I liked the, the vibe, the feel there. But unfortunately, it didn't work out where um, I was accepted there. I was accepted at the University of Florida and Florida A&M University, and, you know, when my dad and my mom and I sat down and we looked at, you know, the educational programs and, and more importantly, the cost at the time, because we were a family that was kind of, we were middle class and they didn't think that we needed any money. So, um, you know, we looked at it down to, you know, the finances and my dad said, well, you got two younger brothers behind you and 
it looks like you can get a great education here at Florida A&M. So we decided that Jesse was going to Florida A&M. So it turned out to be one of the best decisions that I ever made, that they ever made for me, because it was really amazing to go into a historically black college and to see a collection of folks who had similar ideas in terms of wanting to be better, you know, to get educated and to be better and to make a difference in the world. And it was an incredible experience to go through those four years there. Um, absolutely love the Marching 100, our band, the best in the land. Um, the computer information system program was, was top-notch. A lot. I, was, I, I was so prepared when I got into the corporate world as a result of that experience. And the fact that I was able to hone my leadership skills at 40 and I was president of our computer information systems club for one year, uh, which, again, afforded me the opportunity to, to share, learn, and grow. So, and, and then finally, um, I was a resident assistant for two years at Florida a and So that gave me a chance to mentor and coach incoming freshmen and other students in the, um, at the university just in terms of how do you assimilate the college, you know, what are the do's and the don'ts in terms of managing your time, um, how can I, you know, carry myself and be viewed as a leader, you know, at all times. So, you know, was, the, both of those things have just really helped shape and mold me to where I am today. And, and Jesse, you you know, you talked about, you know, you being over the computer information group and everything. How, how your degree is, you have a BS in uh, data processing, you know, with a, with a minor Correct. in business administration. So, how did you choose your major and what made you decide to go, you know, the IT route? Uh, so this is going to be a funny moment. Um, I was chasing the money. We all do that. We all do that. <laughs> so, you know, you know, just from conversations with, with my mom, she, she wanted me to go into pharmacy. And she told me, you know, early on, she said, you are lazy, boy. You need to go and make sure you have a good job so you can make a lot of money because you don't want to do anything. Now, I didn't pursue IT because of that statement, but at the same time, you know, I knew I wanted to enjoy life, you know, to the fullest. And at that time, I said, you know, I can go into computers, and I could probably do pretty well. But I didn't realize how how good I would be at it until I actually got into the program and, you know, started enjoying the analytical benefits of it because, you know, being, you know, starting out as a programmer, you really have to think analytically, critically, and, you um, uh, logically, just in terms of what's the best way to solve that business problem. So um, I, I got into IT initially for the money, and now I'm, I'm in it. I'm still, you know, obviously I still like the money. The money is good, don't get me wrong. But the bottom line is I'm, I'm enjoying even more so what I'm learning and the impact I can have um, in terms of helping McDonald's continue to be successful and have a competitive advantage, not to mention um, growing my own skills and my own uh, uh, brand, if you would. And and uh, uh, Jesse, um, I don't want to put you on the spot in reference to, you know, uh, you know McDonald's Corporation. I know a lot of the conversation we've been having has been around your career with McDonald's, but I do want to hit upon some of the other things that you uh, stated. You know, you're very spiritual. You, you're very, um, you know, close to your faith and believe in your faith. And you know, as you were saying, you you, you you lead and live your life through, um, you know, your faith and trust in God. And, you know, being in corporate America, we know there's a lot of different things that they have you to do um, that we, we tend to question when it comes to ethics or morals and everything. Um, ha- have you had, you know, your faith challenged a lot being in corporate America? You know, a lot of times, you know, companies, they ask us to do things or they don't like for us to, you know, talk politics and religion. Those are two different things you don't discuss when you're in corporate America. But how how has corporate America challenged you from that uh, spiritual aspect? Honestly, I've been blessed in that I haven't had any conflicts, if you would, that put my spirituality against morality or corporate ethics. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll share with you and the audience one story from a couple of years ago that I think kind of brings it home and, you know, really kind of cemented people's understanding of who Jesse is. Um, back in 2011, I was leading an initiative. McDonald's did a national hiring day where we tried to hire 50,000 um, people in one day. And I was responsible for the technology associated with making that happen. So it was an extremely stressful period of time because we used a third party 
to um, handle our application tracking. And um, part of what we had to ensure was that the system would be stable and reliable from essentially 6 o'clock um, a.m. Central Time until about 10 o'clock that night. We were anticipating anywhere from um, 1,000 to 25,000 people logging into that system and creating profiles or, or, or seeking jobs. So obviously it was very critical that that system be stable and reliable. So for a number of months we met with our vendor partner, even working with them in terms of their plan to have the system ready, and specifically the scalability of it. And I had the chance to sit down with one of my, my leaders, my boss at the time, and um, he said, well, Jesse, uh, you're telling me that we're positioned, but you're concerned that the system may not be able to go past 25,000 um, transactions or logins um, per hour. And I said, yeah. He said, well, Jesse, what's going to happen if we get to 25,001? I said, man, we're going to just have to pray. I told him just like that, we're going to have to pray. And um, thank God, you know, the system, we actually got up to about 28,000. And it did slow down a little bit, but we didn't crash. We got through the day successfully. So the team that led that effort or was responsible for creating that effort was received the Circle of Excellence Award because that's one of the highest awards you can win from a team perspective. And when he did the intro for me, told that story to, the, to a group of about 400 people, all of the IT solutions department. And he said, I asked Jesse, what are we going to have, what's going to happen if we get to 25,001? And he told me we're just going to have to pray. And it was at that moment everybody – in that group, whether or not they knew, if they didn't know me, they knew me then in terms of what I stood for. And to be honest with you, it's given me an even greater platform just in terms of being able to speak about my spirituality because I can't count the number of people who call me, email me, or stop me in the hall and say, will you pray for me? I'm going through whatever. Can I talk to you for a little while? So it has been a, a, been a platform for me to witness and to talk about the goodness of God and how he has blessed and sustained me and how he can do the same for them. Oh, that's outstanding, Jesse. And it's great to hear, you know, that a major corporation like McDonald's, you know, they're, you know, they don't shy away from that. It seems like they've embraced that, and that's a great thing to hear. Because you know, a lot of companies they don't, they they want to keep that separate and everything. And it seems like McDonald's is a great uh, organization to work for, because you know, I'm hearing nothing but great things as we're going through and doing uh, this conversation here today. And, and it's, you know, if, if someone wanted to work at uh, a corporation like McDonald's and uh, work in IT, you know, what are, what are some of the things you would tell them to do to get involved and to prepare themselves? So I think the biggest thing, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to just speak for the, the McDonald's experiences, you need to be highly qualified for that particular role because, the reality is the competition is probably anywhere from one to 500 applicants for any role. You need to be highly qualified. You, your resume needs to stand out just in terms of the, the skills, the requirements of the experiences that the role is asking for. And then having someone on the inside helps tremendously. And I'm not saying, you know, just go meet someone for the sake of being able to use them to get your foot in the door, but have a relationship with the um, – with folks, you know, within the industry because the reality is they may just be positioned to know who or who to contact, you know, relative to getting your resume or your credentials in front of the right people. So those relationships are critical just in terms of making sure that they're purposeful, that, you know, people can talk about your attributes and that they're not making it up because the worst thing that can happen is for uh, me to get you in my corporation and then you – not do a good job, and you damage my reputation, not to mention yours. Um, and that right there is the great, you know, ingredient to success for as I'm concerned. You just gave them some key things that they need to do and make sure they uh, are able to, you know, put forward. And I know BDPA helps and assist in that way. You know, uh, the BDPA family is made up of, you know, different leaders and different people from all different corporations and companies across the U.S. And, you know, McDonald's is one of those. Uh, you know, I myself, I work with um, uh, Macy's Inc. at their technology division. So and we have a lot of supporting organizations, you know, like Eli Lilly and Johnson & Johnson. 
So for those of you listening out there, he just gave you some, you know, some of the secret ingredients to being able to uh, work at some various um, and major corporations out there. Um, and, 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 and Jesse, um, I, I do want to pull us a little bit back to BDPA itself. We're, we're hitting on BDPA throughout our conversation because, you know, we, we both are members. Well, I should say all three of us are members. Uh, Jacqueline, you know, um, one of the founders of Technology Espresso, she is a member of BDPA, and she has sat on the local uh, board with the Atlanta chapter. And then, of course, she's also helping assist the national organization with several different uh, initiatives in the past. Um, so all three of us are proud members of BDPA. Um, and, of course, um, as BDPA members, we are always looking at how we can get other people to, you know, join uh, our organization itself. So for the people listening out there who may not be members of BDPA, Jesse, what would you tell them for the benefit for joining the organization and, and why they should join? So first and foremost, it'll be one of the best investments you ever make in terms of your career um, growth and advancement. The the opportunities that are stated earlier within BDP are just unlimited and available to any 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 space that you might be in, whether it's a student, a high school student, a college student, um, a professional, or a corporation looking to partner with their sponsor, um, BDPA. But you know, some of the key benefits are the network, and you know, one of the the greatest things that we can do in terms of building our own brand is to grow our network, and that network affords you a few things. It helps you in terms of identifying possible mentors or coaches who can help you and give you honest feedback about what it is you need to do in order to improve your current performance and grow your skills for that next role. The second thing are the programs um, that we, we offer to our members, whether it be um, scholarships, uh, professional development, um, networking. I mean, we, we have a plethora of programs that we, have, we, we make available to our membership um, through our program meetings, you know, each chapter is having probably um, program meetings on a bi-monthly or monthly basis, uh, which, you know, give us all the opportunity to, again, network and to understand and hear from industry experts about particular topics, whether it be uh, the latest uh, software coding language, the social media, security, um, professional development, all those things, you know, we get a chance to hear about. Uh, through our, our local chapters. And then when you start talking about the conference, boy, you talk about an incredible experience where the family comes together to celebrate the accomplishments of us as an organization, individuals who've done uh, great things just in terms of community service, uh, professional development or career achievement, um, chapter management, membership management, uh, professional services. So we get a chance to really celebrate um, the accomplishments of one another in a family setting. And there are numerous professional development sessions that happen during the conference that, you know, for the fee that you pay, um, it's a steal. So I, I encourage, you know, think about those prof those programs that we offer. And then, you know, the other part of this is just lifelong relationships. And those relationships come in, come in pay off in ways that we couldn't possibly imagine. And, um, you know, I think about, you know, Felicia talked about how long we've known each other. And it's a situation where if my wife and I were coming to Atlanta, I'd give Felicia a call. I'd give Teresa Williams a call. I'd give Derek Brown a call just because we're cool like that and we like each other's people and we have that. We have something in common in terms of technology. We have BDP in common, but we like hanging out with each other. So you get to develop and establish lifelong friendships and relationships that are very critical when you think about the fact that life is short and we are meant to be communal people, and how, how, how great is it that we can also work to build the brand of BDPA but also come together as family and friends on a regular and consistent basis. So I, I would say, you know, for the $100 for, you know, the adult memberships and 25 for the students, it is an absolute steal in terms of the benefits that you get, the relationships that you establish, and the growth that you can achieve both personally and professionally. And you're absolutely correct, Jesse. So I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening to go out there to bdpa.org and sign up and become a member. Like Jesse says, $100, that's a 
$100,000 is an investment in you and in your career and all the great benefits, as Jesse uh, indicated, that you can get out of being a member of that organization itself. So, um, Jesse, um, you know, our time is coming to a quick close here. Time has really flown by, but, you know, I, I do want you to share, you know, maybe one or two things um, that people should start doing today to prepare themselves uh, for tomorrow as a leader. What, what, what is one or two things they can, they can start doing today to prepare themselves uh, as a leader? Are you there, Jesse? Is that one of the questions I'm going to stump you with? Mr. Matthews? I'm here. No, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to make sure that my car noise doesn't get in there, so I had you on mute and I was talking. I apologize. But the first thing I would suggest is that we start with the person in the mirror. And what do I mean by that is it all begins with us. And, you know, we could have the greatest impression of ourselves. You know, I do this, I do that well. But one of the things that we don't do well, which potentially hinder or impede our ability to move forward or to even potentially do better with what we have on our plates today. So I would say do some self-introspection because it's really important that you be self-aware of your strengths and your opportunities and that you have a plan for how you might want to address those. A plan could be I'm going to start doing X better or differently. I'm going to consult this person because they do what might ever be an opportunity for me to do it well or better, and I can learn from them. So I would say start with some self-introspection and be very honest with yourself about your skills, your talents, and your opportunities. And then the second thing is work on building that network on a daily basis. And um, and it's not about, you know, this person's going to help me get a job, this person's going to help me get a promotion, this person's going to do my work for me. It's really about how do you connect with people in a purposeful way that you are able to establish a trusted relationship and partnership where if you call this person, they're going to pick up the phone, number one. But number two, they'll listen to you. And in the case of you leveraging them as a mentor, they'll listen to you and they'll give you honest feedback and help in terms of moving forward. And then the final thing is you just never know how the connections can work in the future in terms of a other potential job. They could know someone who knows someone or who has an opening, and they can recommend you, and they'll be able to talk about you in the regard of, I know this person, as opposed to, I got this resume, and they might fit your criteria, but they'll be able to say, I know this, here's where they're strong, here's where their opportunities are, here's what they're doing to build themselves up and be a better individual contributor or leader. So I would say do some self-introspection and continue to build that network on a daily basis with purposeful relationships. Great, and thank you so much, Jesse, for uh, those last items to share with our audience. And and that type of information and um, uh, mentoring is the same thing that you see at the Minority IT Forum that Next Level Technology hosts and put on for uh, our Atlanta Chapter HSCC program. So um, uh, thank you, Jesse, for uh, providing that information. For those of you who want to receive more, uh, info like that and mentoring, please make sure, as Jacqueline stated, you listen out for the actual date and the panelists that are going to be on this year's um, uh, IT forum. Uh, it is going to be in July, so do, you know, mark your calendars for the July time frame. It's going to be at our same location we already, always have it at, the Crown Plaza of Virginia, uh, off of Ashwood, Dunwoody. And then, of course, as we come near and closer, we will announce that, that actual date, the panelists, and the uh, um, actual uh, event cost to attend. So, uh, Jacqueline, uh, is there anything you want to add to um, the session no. before we actually end with Mr. Matthews? No, I just want to thank you both. You, Felicia, you made my job so easy this week. <laughs> I just got to listen, learn, and now I'm going to leverage what I heard today. Thank you, Jesse, for speaking with us from Chicago. Uh, we appreciate you. Felicia, we look forward to the, the next series, and we look forward to seeing all of our audience at this year's IT Executive Forum. Um, again, take what you heard, um, digest it, use it, um, 
we are just so fortunate to have such a great family in BDPA, and we just want to thank you all, and thank you for a wonderful hour. Thank you, ladies. I so appreciate with, the opportunity. Absolutely. So with that, we're going to say bye for now. Great day. You've been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, listen, learn, leverage, launch.